Hi guys, my name is Paul Kasadi and welcome to the Be A Man podcast. This podcast exists to rediscover manhood and to help women maybe see things from a male's perspective. Normally, we talk about all those kinds of things, but in this segment named Off Topic, we will be talking about things that relate to what's happening in the world right now that might not have anything specifically to do with men. And in today's episode, we're going to be addressing white privilege, so I hope you can tune in and enjoy the episode. talking about white privilege we're specifically talking about the idea that certain people namely white people have an advantage purely because of their skin color and not necessarily because of the context of their situation or their economic circumstances or whatever the case is but their skin color provides them with certain advantages that being black or hispanic or an ethnic minority of any other kind uh, might not afford you and and this idea was was coined by uh, a researcher of women's studies uh, named peggy mcintosh in the 1990s and she basically her idea was that uh, just like men don't acknowledge male privilege that that uh, you know white people also have white privilege and she wrote a list of things that she believed she could do that because she were white that other people couldn't do because they weren't and and uh, generally when I think about this subject I, I think people talk about it in one of four categories they tend to, to, to compartmentalize uh, the, the, the nature of white privilege in, in, in four ways the first is in terms of unconscious bias, stereotypes, uh, or treatment. Uh, the second is 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 uh, the second is a population advantage. The third is legal policy, and the fourth is opportunity. We're gonna kind of go through all of that right now and talk about areas I think it fails, areas I think it it it, it highlights an important issue, and, and 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 you know talk about this in a way that I don't think a lot of people who look like me anyway are, are talking about it. So uh, let's get into it. I can't lie to you, I don't think that Miss Peggy was uh, coming from a bad place when she invented this this particular concept. I, I just think that the way it's grown over time, I don't think it's aged particularly well. Uh, but anyway, we're going to get straight into it. So the first category uh, people tend to address when they're speaking of white privilege is uh, the, the area of unconscious bias or stereotype or treatment, namely that uh, white people have a an unconscious bias, an, an unconscious negative bias toward black people and black people don't necessarily have the same towards white or that black people have to worry about the unconscious bias of, 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 of their of white counterparts and, and it's not the same uh, vice versa. Well, the first thing I would say to that is I don't know how you measure unconscious bias. It's something that you don't even know is happening. Um, I think to assume that white people must have an unconscious bias because white people are racist is to assume what you're trying to prove and it's pretty racist. I mean, inherently, the, the, to believe this you have to believe that white people are inherently racist because they're white and that i'm not sure that that's that's a substantiated um thought to have but I, it's also rooted in a very negative place now, i'm not saying this is the only thing people believe but that's generally what what uh, the idea of unconscious bias refers to so people often take this further on and talk about stereotypes and and treatment uh, namely that you know black people have predominantly negative stereotypes and and they are treated worse by virtue of their skin color and, and I have a few things to say about this. So in terms of treatment, I find that minus there being hardcore evidence, the majority of the time we're assuming that a black person was ill-treated because they were black is because we're assuming that that must be the case. I don't think that there is only one reason to negatively treat somebody, right? I'm, I'm not sure why the racism has to be the, the initial go-to card. It's possible that people just don't like your character or they're just mean or, the, the, I don't know, people, have, people are strange, aren't they? And we would never assume that 
that anybody mistreated somebody else by virtue of, I don't know, the way that they looked um, in any other context than if it's to do with a black and white interaction. So why do we automatically, what reason do we have to assume that it's definitely because of racism, you know, barring times where it's actually evidenced that it actually is the case. And I think that when we're talking about people, uh, people's interactions and assuming that, you know, black people are treated worse, a lot of the times it's we're just assuming that to be the case because we've, we've already come in with the assumption that that must be the case. And in light of that, we have to be skeptical when we're making judgments about the reason why a black person was mistreated. I think that uh, it's very demeaning to suggest that, first of all, the only value that black people can have to the rest of the world with regards to the way that they're treated is to do with their skin color. And that's, a, that's an idea that is not just uh, propagated by racist individuals, but also the black community itself. Um, and it's, it's purpose perpetuated when we uh, willingly uh, push out this narrative that any sort of white-black interaction is by virtue of one's skin color. And I think that's a demeaning thing to put out and it's, it's rarely substantiated. But the truth is one couldn't make the argument that no white people have, uh, have or do uh, get mistreated because of the fact that they were white. Case in point would be the Barbary pirates you know, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, uh, approximately 1 to 1.2 million whites were taken into slavery uh, by the Barbary pirates who were located in North Africa. Um, and, and that's something that, that happened historically that we never really talk about. But the, the idea there is that it's not an exclusively black issue to be mistreated by virtue of your skin color. And if that's the precedent that we're using to, to consider white privilege, then we're not really uh, making much ground here because it doesn't really hold up. More recent examples would include things like um, uh, the Hebrew Israelites, right, who are a, 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 a small religion who believe that the white man is the devil, or, for example, the hundreds of thousands of people on the internet bashing white people by virtue of them simply being white, and them constantly calling whiteness a disease, and, and you know, a lot of white people being treated negatively in today's world by virtue of them being white. Now, this idea of being negatively treated by virtue of your skin color might be an issue. Of course, it's a terrible thing, but again, it's not an exclusively black issue. Rather, it's an issue that is it's an issue and a fear and, and a treatment that, that changes from time to time depending on the circumstance that you're in. You know, some whites have to worry about being treated differently because they're white if they go to certain neighborhoods. Um, just like some blacks have to worry about being treated differently because they're black if they go to certain neighborhoods. And then this is something that everyone kind of experiences. Um, and again, and to, to, to say white privilege is a thing is to, to, to suggest that it's an exclusively white, it's an exclusively black issue or white people don't have to worry about it. When realistically, this is something that people do or don't have to worry about based on their circumstance at that particular point in time, which is an objective. Um, and, and so it's, it's not really, I don't know, it, it doesn't really hold much water for me. And just a side note, I think what's even worse about perpetrating this idea is if this idea is, is believed, then you automatically have to assume that any achievement a, a white individual has in life is by virtue of some favor that they were shown as opposed to the hard work that they put in which if that same reasoning was used against a black person to say that the only reason you're successful is because you're black or the only reason you're successful is because of affirmative action or or whatever other reason that has nothing to do with their hard work we would automatically assume that that's a racist th thing to say and so if it's true um and you believe it then you make yourself it's 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 by definition a racist idea to perpetuate because it requires you to neglect someone's efforts by virtue of just suggesting their skin color to be the sole reason that they achieve anything which is hardly ever the case um and isn't really uh, um, i don't think it's a, it's a morally good way to think about things 
the problem with even making an argument for white privilege in the sense that um you know more white people uh, have have white privilege than 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 those that don't is um it forces you to neglect the issues of your white counterparts because they're supposed to have white privilege right um case in point uh, the case of tony temper uh, a white guy who was brutalized by the police in this pretty much the same way that george floyd was um didn't really receive the same kind of attention even though it was just as bad and i can assume that it's because he's white so he's supposed to have white privilege and therefore you know whether or not something bad happens to him like that it, it, it matters less because we're assuming that he's supposed to be privileged because he's white even though you know his whiteness didn't help him in that situation because the cops that killed, killed him were, black, were white and it also means that you're going to have to assume that a person does have it before them proving to you that they don't, which I don't think is is fair. Like, I, I, I'm not sure that that is a very good way of approaching people um, by assuming that because they are a specific skin color, they ought to have an advantage and they have to prove that they don't have the, the, that advantage because of their skin color, as opposed to just assuming that they might they might not have any kind of advantage regardless of their skin color by virtue of other more measurable metrics like economic circumstance etc just a side note uh, the, the the barbary pirates and and the, that enslavement of the of, of the, the whites in north in areas of, of north africa lasted about 250 years um, which is a very long time uh, another side note um the number of white people who were enslaved um, by the barbary pirates in north africa actually close to doubled the amount of slaves that were held in america in america about five percent of the slaves are taken forcibly uh through the atlantic slave trade were kept in america and you know america is kind of seen as this as this beacon of, of, of slavery um because of the fact that they had so many slaves but the real number was about six hundred thousand, which is a lot but if we're going to use that number to vilify america then ultimately we'd have to you know look at the barbary pirates and and vilify areas in north africa where 1.2 million white slaves were taken as well you know just for a bit of context that's not to say that the barbary pirates slave trade as well as uh, as i would call it um was worse than the atlantic slave trade overall that is to say however that if we're going to use uh, the, the the number of 600,000 slaves in america to vilify america holistically then we'd have to use that standard to to deal with west africa as well which is just a side point i'll probably do a whole episode about that later on in the future the second way that uh, white privilege is spoken about is in the idea of, of a population majority um in the sense that because you know you know white people will have more access to certain uh, products for their hair or or they'll have plasters closer to their skin color, that that somehow means they have white privilege. Um, and I, I would argue that this is the best case that you have for white privilege because it does it does in some ways make sense because it would imply that uh, there is some sort of advantage uh, that you know a white person would have with regards to products, etc., by virtue of their skin color. However, however, I would make the argument that um, the issue that this particular view makes is it struggles to differentiate between uh, products being more accessible for a group of people because they are the majority as opposed to because they're white. And what I mean by that is I don't think companies are saying let's not make uh, a company uh, a products for black people because we hate blacks. Rather, they are saying that the people who buy our products, uh, the, the, the demand is of a particular kind of person. 
person, the people who live here demand a certain kind of product and so we will make that for the sake of the customers. And that changes as time passes and as more people of different ethnicities begin to, you know, fill the country and, and companies want to make more money naturally they'll end up catering to those particular environments so I, it's not a because they are white and more to, to do with the fact that because uh, more white people would demand certain products in a country where they are the, they are the majority population and if that still, you know, for the listener, uh, justifies the idea of white privilege, then ultimately what that means is you would have to also concede that black privilege also exists and Asian privilege also exists. What I mean when I say that is ultimately if you move across the world, you will find that every single culture where there is a particular majority population will have products and services that allude to, uh, not allude, that cater to their particular needs as a, as a people, right? And so uh, you would have to concede that at, at, at least at a, at a basic level, if white privilege is to exist, it would be an exclusively Western issue uh, and w you couldn't really make a case for it in places where white people weren't the majority. But the issue is the idea that the majority of people who live in a place uh, have an advantage with regards to them being able to buy products isn't an exclusively white thing advantage either because people of different ethnicities in different countries have the same advantage which kind of destroys the whole idea of white privilege on that level as well so that's the way i would approach it the third way of looking at white privilege is through the legal system and by legal system i don't necessarily mean racist individuals acting within the legal system to bend the rules in order to provide racist outcomes but what i mean is do the rules of the system in today's world anyway promote the mistreatment of a particular group of people by virtue of their skin color and the answer to that is simply no, right? Uh, there is no law in the West that promotes or or enforces that a certain group of people, namely white people, uh, are treated to be, are to be treated better because of their skin color. In fact, there are laws that say just the opposite. And so, if someone is being mistreated uh, by virtue of their skin color, they can actually. They live in a country where the system is is defending them and, and they have a president to defend people. That isn't to argue that people don't have, um, you know, some people aren't racist and, you know, if they're racist and they're in power, that means that they will misuse it. Uh, but that's the phenomenon that exists in every uh, system, regardless of whether it's a good system or bad system. Um, a, a, a clear example is the church system, right? At its most basic level, it teaches love, kindness, etc., 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 and yet you still find that people in power uh, rape their congregation members and mistreat them in many, many disgusting ways. Now, no one would turn around and say, oh, look, therefore the church system is is, is predicated uh, around enforcing that kind of behavior. Rather, they made the case that even though uh, the, the, the church system in its, in its most uh, uh, pure form doesn't advocate for that, people are still able to bend rules by virtue of them having power and so that's the way I you know I approach it in that there are no laws that directly impact um, uh, uh, whites as, as, as better today anyway um, you could you could have made that case specifically um, in you know in, in Jim Crow laws uh, in days where redlining was about but given that there are no laws today you couldn't really make the case for that today and so on that level it doesn't really exist now now, that isn't to say that there aren't anecdotal examples where people have been mistreated by virtue of their skin color, you know, but people haven't, like, th th that is... That is the truth. Like it does happen. Does it happen as often as people would like to think it does? I would argue no. Um, however, 
I would say that it's, it's you know, it's, 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 it's a reality that a lot of people have experienced, but I don't think it, it creates a precedent to create an objective rule like the, the, like like white privilege as though to, to say that it is it is an exclusively black issue to, to be um, racially uh, treated differently uh, by the law today, as though there are rules that specifically target black people. In fact, I would argue the opposite. In America, for example, they have a law uh, called Affirmative Action, a policy uh, by, by the name of Affirmative Action, which basically grants black kids um, access to higher uh, universities, even if they haven't earned the proper grades. So, you know, I, I would say that at least through the, the laws that are written down, there's nothing, there's no case there. Now, that isn't to say that there aren't racist individuals out there. And that isn't to say that some white people won't be treated better because they're white by other white people, right? Um, but that is to say that it's not, an, it's, it's not by any stretch of the imagination an exclusively white experience. You know, there are plenty of examples that you could give of black people being treated better than whites in certain societies and in certain parts of the West, namely black dominant uh, Wests by virtue of them being black, you know? But there is no case to be made about uh, a, a law or a legal requirement for that to be the case. And I think that's a very different conversation to just saying because people choose to treat other people differently. That isn't that isn't an objective measure. And so I, I wouldn't say it, it really does a good case of, 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 of establishing white privilege in the, in the objective sense. Now, you might make the argument that it's not meant to be objective, but it's a relative thing. But the issue with that is you'd have to admit at some level that it's by virtue of the circumstances that you're in, right? Namely, that if a, if a white person is experiencing relative is experiencing white privilege relative to the person that they're interacting with, um, that's a circumstance that can be replicated in the sense that every single person ha can experience a, 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 a relative privilege with regards to who they're interacting with, which doesn't. Well, which, I, I, which at least at some level means that you have to admit that you'd have to argue for relative privilege for every other ethnicity as well, which again doesn't really support, it, 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 like that's not really what the conversation's about, is it? Now the final way is opportunity, and I think this is also a good one on, on the surface in the sense that if you, if, you, if you listen to it right off the bat, it seems to make more sense. And the way this, this kind of goes is this idea that because what more white people um, have more opportunities because they are more well off, that means that uh, they have white privilege uh, because black people don't have those same opportunities because they're poorer. Um, but I think, again, this misses the mark a little bit because it's, 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 it's the idea of white privilege is to say that they have those opportunities because they were white, right? Meaning that if you had a, a poor white kid in a, in, a, in a poor neighborhood, he should soar high above over his black counterparts by virtue of him being, being white, and that's just not the case. Um, what I mean by that is, it's, it's a, a, in those particular circumstances and that way of viewing things, the more reasonable approach is to is to assume, or not, not, not to assume, is to deduce that the majority of the um, advantages that a particular white kid might get is because of the fact that he's in a different economic circumstance. If you have a poor black kid and a poor white kid, um, or better yet, if you have a rich white kid in the sub, a, a rich black kid in the suburbs and a poor white kid in the streets, um, the black kid has more opportunities. And a white kid wouldn't have those same opportunities if he would lived in a poor area because of his economic circumstances. In those particular examples, economic circumstances do play a bigger role in explaining the differences uh, than just simply the color of one's skin. Because if you reverse the circumstance and put a, a black kid in a posh neighborhood and a white kid in a poor neighborhood, you get the exact 
it's the same result with regards to the opportunities they'll be exposed to. That that white kids, uh, uh, whiteness won't save him. That's why we have hillbillies. That's why we have you know certain white people who are referred to by other white people as white trash because their whiteness didn't really save them, right? Their whiteness didn't afford them more opportunities um, because their economic circumstance prohibited how much they could afford in in this society. Because the rules in the society, at least today anyway, don't demand that somebody be treated better by virtue of their skin color. Now, if there is a circumstance where someone does, that's the individual problem, but it's not a requirement of the law, nor is it something that is completely, uh, you know, up to the fact that they are white more than it is to do with their economic circumstances. Those opportunities, the opportunities that are afforded to an individuals are afforded to everybody. And if more black people have less opportunities, it's not because they are black, it's because more black people are poor. And if more black people were wealthy, then they'd have more opportunities, you know, and, and this is seen, you know, Kanye West, is, is, is his kids don't have to worry about the same issues as a kid from Compton. They're black and their blackness doesn't stop them in any way. They have every advantage in the world, more so than the black kid, uh, the white kid living in a middle class family. So that, that's the way I would look at it. That argument should be more had in the sphere of wealth inequality, etc. Um, that's a better conversation, but I don't think it does a very good job of substantiating the claim that, you know, it's white privilege, it's an objective thing that is by virtue of their whiteness as opposed to some measurable um, metric like economic circumstance, etc. So those are the four ways I think that white privilege can be spoken about um, and are generally spoken about, and that's my approach to it. I think that when people do talk about this, I think that they are well-meaning. And uh, but I just I just reasoning through it, I just don't think that any of those ways of looking at it um, really support the narrative, the notion. Um, I think it, it's just it's not it's not what what we're being taught about it and, and the idea itself it, it doesn't really hold much water when it's put up to intense scrutiny um, but I hope you enjoyed the episode I hope that you know if you have any comments you can email me and let me know what you think uh, the email is inside my Instagram um, at uh, be a man podcast uh, and I'll see you in the next episode thank you so much for listening <laughs>